Hey, I'm Robbie Kramer. You're listening to the Leverage Podcast, where we discuss using your social skills to hack dating, travel, finding your dream job, and becoming a complete man. So let's talk about masculine and feminine. Who's read uh, The Way of the Superior Man? Really good book, David Data. I've probably read it five times over the course of the last seven or eight years. Every time I read it, I get something a little bit different. I recently heard a, uh, a guy do a TED Talk. His theory was that you should pick 150 books in your life and just read them over and over and over. I don't know if I subscribe to that, but it sounded kind of interesting because every time you read a book, you're at a different place in life and you kind of hear it in a different way. So I want to talk about some of the concepts in that book. Um, the first thing he talks about a lot is purpose. If you don't know your purpose, then you're basically just kind of stuck in tasks and duties, doing things for other people, making other people rich, um, trying to get ahead versus, you know, following your heart and doing things based on like, you know, you're just doing a lot of things for the wrong reason. And to find your purpose, what do you do? You follow your excitement. You know, you, whatever you're drawn to do, do it. Whether that's, I don't know, get back into a sport that you used to play as a kid or go to some sort of class or I don't know, read a certain book or whether it's something fucking stupid, like studying snails. Has everyone heard the story about the, uh, the guy from the book, crush it. He had a, he was just obsessed with like snails. So he started a blog on snails and, um, just what he loved to do. He liked to fucking write about snails. So one day somehow a f- like a big fishing company got a hold of his blog and they realized that this certain snail was amazing bait for this fish. And he ended up making like millions and millions of dollars based on that information and partnering with this fishing company. So you never know, right? Your, your little crazy hobby on snails could be the thing that makes you rich. And everyone, basically what happens when you're following your passion, when you're doing things that excite you and things that, you know, essentially like you're going to walk around with a different sort of energy, which is going to draw people in. Right? If you're working in, a, in an office job you hate, everyone's going to see that you're just miserable. You're horrible. You'll be putting this, this vibe out, like leave me alone. But when you're doing what you love to do, you're going to be way, way more attractive. And it's just, it's just going to be easy. You know, um, like for me, when I was, I was working on, IC really hard with Jesse and then he was like, fuck this. Let's do Airbnb. It's, it's way more profitable. We can make way more money, blah, blah, blah. I hated Airbnb. I did it for like a year and IC took a big hit because I was putting like 50% of my energy into IC, but 50% into Airbnb. And I made way more money the year before just doing IC, even though the, yeah, sure. The, the returns on Airbnb were good, but it just didn't have, I wasn't generating the same excitement, the same passion. Um, and I believe that to be true. You'll make the most money doing the thing that you love or doing things that you're trying to find. And, but you can't make it about money. That's the hard thing, right? So there's this transition where, you know, you, you're kind of stuck in whatever time you have, right? Where you're taking time to make money. And then you're at a point where, well, yeah, you also want to follow your passion, do these things, but you might not be making money from those. It might be costing you money but you're essentially still investing in yourself by doing those. And you should definitely pursue them. Just find a way to, to make them cheaper, find a way to hustle more to make them happen. Um, and we can talk about if anyone has like specific scenarios where they're like, okay, this is what I'm doing to make money. 
I know it's not my passion. I don't, don't really like it, but I have to do it to pay the bills. That's really like what I love the most about the group is we've discovered so many ways where you can just hustle that you can free up so much of your time, you know, by just renting shit out, by traveling all the little different hacks, all the credit card hacks. Um, you know, there's not a big like I think we, we even tasked this to Sergio. Me and Jesse were like, yeah, if you if we you do exactly what we, you do, exactly what we tell you to do for a year. Um, we think you could have like a hundred K in the bank and you wouldn't have to get a job. You might start off cleaning houses and managing some stuff and doing that, but you wouldn't be working for us. You'd be working for yourself. And by that time you could use, you could have enough money that you could put into other investments where you'd have all your time freed up. Like right now it's great because all my time is free. I have lots of, you know, investments, but I don't manage any of them. And the, I get to spend 100% of my time doing my passion, which is great, obviously, because I never, ever feel like I'm stuck doing something I don't want to do. It's like the greatest feeling ever. I fucking hate doing some stuff I don't want to do. Like, and I'm such a, like, entitled asshole about it now. Like, if someone says, you know... <laughs> Hey, I need you to do this. I'll say, ah, sure. And I won't get around to it. Um, eventually I will, if you bug me enough, but, um, so there's, if you guys have individual things like that, we, we should talk about those during the trip, um, and mastermind them. Cause it's really, really good to get other people's advice on them. So follow your passion. Once you know your passion, it's going to be so much easier to attract like who you want in your life. Because what will happen is in all of your conversations, you just can't help but talk about what you're doing, who you are, what you're passionate about. And that energy is going to draw people in. Um, last summer was, I don't know, I just had this really strong, like something was telling me that I just needed to go to Eastern Europe. I needed to be by myself for a while with no distractions. I just wanted to be in like a crazy foreign place without anyone and just see what fucking happened. So I scheduled the IC trip to start in Ukraine and I figured, you know, whatever would happen after all the guys left, I would just kind of go do my own thing. Um, and when we were here in Budapest and then I went to Ukraine alone, um, you know, I spent a little bit of time with the guys that I met like, uh, Alex in Odessa, but then I just went to Kiev and I was there by myself and I was like, fuck, I, I don't really have to worry about money because I'm making three times what I'm paying in rent at my place in L.A. And, you know, the running I see in the group doesn't take a whole lot of time because I'm answering questions in the group. I wasn't really like creating any products or anything like that. So I had like eight hours a day to just do what I wanted. So I just hit on a lot of girls, ran around. Um, I had a lot of time to think. And it was really interesting there was a, I just got a lot of insights just about like being alone. And, and I realized that you can, you can do it anywhere. There's no reason you don't, you never have to be stuck in a certain country or a certain place. You can make it anywhere. And the more passion passion you have about what you're doing, the easier it is. Cause I met so many people and they would introduce me to people. And I had a network of people in Kiev within like, within like, I don't know, three weeks I had already met the swingers community, which I didn't meet the swingers community in, in LA for like two years because I wasn't a swinger. I wasn't pointing out that, you know, putting out that vibe. But as soon as I was like, as soon as I had this very sexual openness about me, I could spot that in other people. 
And I was invited to this random bar and there was a party in the corner and they happened to be a bunch of swingers. And I was like, oh, it seems like swingers. I asked one of the guys and they're like, oh yeah, we're the swingers community. And then we started exchanging pictures and now all of a sudden I'm hooked up with like the hottest girls in Ukraine that are all swingers too. Um, so, you know, it was just really fascinating to me to see all that play out because it was all things that I believed, but that seemed like, oh no, you can't do that. You can't just go to Ukraine, not knowing anyone, not knowing where to stay not having any idea and essentially make that happen. It wasn't really hard work either. It was, it was easy. Um, once basically my point is your passion is number one. So do whatever you have to do to, to look for it, find it. Um, you know, you could go many, many, many years without and that sucks. So the more you look, the easier it gets. So, Women are super attracted to guys who have a passion. doesn't really matter what, what the passion is. Um, and you should always put your passion before women. Have you guys... Uh, well, so picture this scenario. Uh, James is with his girl. And I don't know, put it back into like Civil War time or something. You're with your girl. And... For whatever reason, you decide it's, you know, it's your passion, it's your duty to fight in the Civil War for what you believe in, right? And you tell her, you're like, baby, I'm going off to war. And she's like, don't go, don't go. What if you die? I'll miss you. I'm sad. And what if you go like, yeah, that would really suck. Okay, I'm going to stay here with you. How would her attraction to you, how would that affect the attraction? It would go down. Yeah, it would go in the toilet. She'd be happy for like a day and then she'd probably dump you. <laughs> Not for a day, but you, you guys understand why? Because um, that's the most attractive thing in a man is, you know, his purpose, essentially. Um, so she doesn't want you to go. She'll, she'll fight and scream and tell you not to go because she's going to miss you. But you have to go because that's who you are, essentially. Um, so think of passion like that. And if you ever put a woman before your passion, it will kill the attraction. And if you don't know your passion, then you're going to find women who are also kind of passionless. They'll have way less feminine energy um, and they'll probably be less attractive. So think of, think of masculine and feminine. There's a cool metaphor. Um, so think of, it, think of masculine energy like a bowl. I picture a big, I don't know, like a bowl of punch or a salad bowl made out of glass and think of feminine energy as the liquid inside of the bowl, right? So if you go with that metaphor, all the glass is, a, is a, it's a container for the feminine, right? It gives it a form. It allows it to exist because without the bowl, what happens to the punch? It's just... It's a fucking mess on the floor, right? There's, there's no value to it. It's just a big mess. Um, and everyone has their own levels of masculine and feminine energy inside of them, right? Think of feminine things as like, you know, Mother Earth, they call it. So it's, it's you know, mountains, it's rivers, it's, uh, it's weather. Think of masculine energy as point A to point B, right? It's direction, it's purpose. Um, it contains things. It makes things happen. Uh, some people, some guys are very masculine. Um, you know, they're, they're very much about like getting shit done, going from here to there. 
Um, and then there's some guys who are way more feminine. They're hippy dippy, you know, they're, they're like, whatever, bro. They're probably smoking a lot of weed. These are more feminine types of dudes. Um, or it could be guys that are just disassociated and out of touch with their masculine energy and they're deciding to be more feminine, like gay guys, for example, right? They give off a ton of feminine energy. They're men, but they're gay and they're way more feminine and they're attracted to more masculine dudes. So if you, if you take that into relationship, if you're a super masculine guy, and I'm not necessarily saying masculine is better, everyone has a certain degree and that degree can change over time, but you're going to always attract your opposite, right? So if you're an extremely masculine guy, you're probably going to attract an extremely feminine girl. Like take a, uh, I don't know, uh, like a, um, what do you call it? MMA fighter, for example. Um, he, a lot of MMA fighters end up dating porn stars. I'm not saying porn stars are like the example of feminine and, and masculine is like the example of an MMA fighter, but those two people, like if a porn star meets an, an MMA fighter, they're just going to want to fuck. It's going to be the natural reaction. Like so much masculine energy, so much feminine energy come together and they fuck. Right. Um, now there are some relationships that work where both partners are kind of in the middle. They're few and far between, but there are maybe 10% of relationships that work like that, where you have a guy who's, he's sort of masculine, doesn't really liking make decisions that much, but you know, he's not gay, he's straight, normal, whatever. And then you have a girl who's kind of feminine, but she can make the shit happen. And they kind of have this friendship, but they, they manage to keep the attraction and the love going. Um, what happens in a lot of relationships, which is why they, why they end is, and this has happened to me a lot. Like I'll start dating a girl who's my opposite. And then the things that I'm most attracted to her become the reasons that I like resent her. You know, let's say you're dating a really attractive woman and really attractive feminine women are also the craziest, right? Cause they're, their energy, their life force, they're going to, you know, it could be a beautiful like summer day. And then the next day it could be a fucking thunderstorm. You just don't know. <laughs> right. Um, and I'm sure everyone's experienced that with, with girls, the crazy hot matrix is like a perfect example of that. Right. There's, there's no 10 out there who's just all fun all the time. Like if she's, if she's going to be crazy and hot and, and outgoing and nuts, so she's also going to be, you know, she can make your life crazy in hell and like rain fire and brimstone on you. Right. So everyone understand that part. Um, and the, when you find your purpose, you're going to be closer to finding out where your true masculine kind of essence is and how to play with that. So a few points about that. Um, don't ever hope. So one thing I want to go back to, it's super important to realize that the reason why you're attracted to someone in the beginning is also going to be the same things you're going to resent about them. So you have to remember that, right? What you might love in the beginning about your girl being like awesome and feminine and outgoing, you might resent that later. And that if you resent that and you try to change her, that will, that resentment will lead to, essentially the end of the relationship down the road because resentment kills relationships. So don't tolerate anything. Learn to like, remember to love that thing that you liked from the get go. 
Don't try to change them. Um, the feminine is way more powerful at the end of the day than, than the masculine, right? The, the punch bowl can, can, can try to contain it, but the punch is going to do what it wants. It's going to, you know, you can, you can remove the punch bowl and it'll just go everywhere. You can pour it into another bowl. Um, think of a ship on an ocean, right? The ocean is a feminine. The ship is a masculine. If you're trying to go from Spain to New York on a boat, the best you can do is pick your route, but your route is going to be dictated by the weather and by the waves and the wind. So it's never going to be perfect. It's always going to look like this. And that's true for anything you do in life. You know, you're always looking to go from the shortest point, you know, to the other point is a straight line, but it's never actually a straight line. It always looks like this. And eventually you get there. It's peaks and valleys. Same thing with like improving with women, for example. Sometimes you're like, this is so easy. I go out every night and I get laid. Other times you're like, I I have herpes. I can't fucking pick up a a hooker, right? (laughs) So it's peaks and valleys. But as long as you're staying the course and doing what you know to be true and, you know, following the, you know, advice that you believe to be true, you can't help but get closer. So, um... When you're dealing with women, when you're in conversation with women, it does nothing to suggest to fix problems. That's a big one that guys want to do. Like the masculine wants to fix what's wrong to go from point A to point B. But fixing them just tells them that there's something wrong. But to them, there's nothing wrong. That's like, you know, want to be the fucking rainstorm and crazy. And then the next day they want to be meh totally cool and chill and relax. Right. But that's what they love. Like they, there's nothing wrong with that. So stop trying to fix those things. That's a, that's a real hard one for me to remember because what I'll do when like something goes wrong and I have to deal with a woman who's being crazy, I'll try to be like, yo, calm the fuck down. Look, it's really easy. You just do this and then you do this and do this. And what happens? They get crazier. <laughs> that's the opposite effect. Right. Cause it, it doesn't help. Yeah. Right. An example. So this girl that I had visit me from a city named Goiania in Brazil, she came to visit me for a weekend. And this is as I was reading this book. And I think one good way to apply it is read it and then like try things. And this problem fixing her flight was changed on Sunday. So she couldn't spend the day with me on Sunday. And we were at a restaurant when she got the email. And instead of trying to be like, no, like we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this. I just put my arm around her and showed her love and she forgot about it five minutes later. And I think in the past I would be like constantly trying to fix problems because that's like what my dad does. And that's like what I learned from him. And that's like the pattern. And I think like reading this book definitely helped kind of understand, like I don't have to do that. I just have to show this girl love. Yeah. And don't, um, don't confuse, not fixing her problems with making decisions. So the feminine doesn't like to make decisions. Very feminine women hate making decisions. Um, you don't need to make decisions for them, but it's your job as a masculine to make decisions. And the worst thing you can do in life is not make a decision is be on the fence. Cause when you're on the fence, you're just, you're fucking waiting and the decision will be made for you. And it's usually not the decision you want. And now you're just a victim of circumstance. Um, So, for example, if Carly holds up two outfits and she says, which one should I wear tonight? This one or this one? What do I do? I look at him and I say, well, I actually like this one. 
obviously it's up to you. And all I care that all I really care is that you feel that you look good because you look good in both. But I think you should wear that one, which gives her the freedom to be like, oh, good. I look great in both, which she's going to. And then she'll be like, "Okay, great. I'm going to choose this one because it's always easier when you have that feedback or she'll be like, no, I'm going to go with this one. So she's going to ultimately make the decision, but you can really help the feminine by guiding them. Don't make it for them, but give your two cents and help out as you can. So what James was saying, um, you know, what the feminine really craves is your consciousness. And what you crave from the feminine is their beauty, right? So think of masculine energy as consciousness, feminine energy as beauty. It's like when you're hanging out with young, pretty girls, you just feel better, right? There's no real way to describe it, but you just feel good around that energy because the masculine craves that. And likewise with the feminine, when they're around a bunch of masculine dudes, like the thunder from down under, right? They're not hooking up with them. They're just on a stage. They just feel good. It's just watching. It, it's there. It's, it's like what they want to witness. What we want to witness is the opposite of that. You couldn't pay me enough to go to thunder down under, right? Like, <laughs> um, and it doesn't even matter that the guys are gay, right? Cause they're still very masculine gay guys. Most of the thunder down under are, are gay dudes, but, um, you know, the, the, the sexual orientation doesn't dictate so much masculine and feminine. Um, so don't try to, you know, figure out the problems. Just give her that love, give her that consciousness, give her that direction. And then she'll be able to fully relax into her feminine. The more you can love her and just, you know, be like present in the face of however she's being, the more she can feel free and feel love and be herself. And that's all the feminine wants is it wants to love and the masculine wants to witness, to be the observer, right? Um, your track record is meaningless to her. It doesn't matter if you've, you know, had 20 straight years where you've never lied to her. You've never fucked up. You've never put her in a bad situation. You fuck up one time you're the worst. <laughs> and you'll be like, but I haven't done anything in 20 years. They don't fucking care. It doesn't matter. Your track record is, is meaningful to other guys. You know, like if James, you know, I, like I trust James with, with everything. Right. And if James like did something to break my trust, I'd totally let it slide because he's built up such a track record. But to the feminine in that moment, it wouldn't matter. It would be, they'd be just as mad and just as pissed off as, as they would if he, if his track record was terrible. So never change your mind to please a woman. Um, if you do that, essentially you're giving up your masculine energy and you're just looking to fix a problem. You're, all you're trying to do by doing that is fix something, which they don't want you to do anyways, right? Fixing problems is not what they care about. And you'll lose a ton of points essentially by, trying to fix it. So in that instance, they really need to know that you can't be manipulated and they'll test that. Like chicks, chicks will test like, can he be manipulated by this? And if you can, then there eventually stuff's going to go down, you know, like things are just going to waver and whatever. Like I remember, uh, she told me a story about how she knew when she didn't like somebody and it was Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. And she told this guy to drive an hour to drive, to bring her a pizza and he did it. And the minute he did it, 
she was like, wow, this guy sucks. <laughs> like, like, you know, so it's, it's kind of like, don't be manipulated, stay strong. And if you stay strong, you really portray that masculine energy. I was out to dinner in my favorite city in the world, Belo Horizonte. And, uh, it was me and this girl I'm dating, my friend Armando and uh, two other girls and one other guy. And this guy that we just met had a birthday party to go to. But his girlfriend said that she was feeling sick. And she was like, no, he's not allowed to go because I don't feel like going. And the, the guy didn't go. So later when I was talking to Anna, I was like, hey, what's the deal with that guy? Like, how does she like, how does she like this guy? Like, why is she with him? And she goes, no, she doesn't like him. Like, he's a boy. And this is also like, as I was reading this book, like it, it was like conscious in my mind of like seeing that. Another really important point he makes is a lot of guys think of women as liars. Women aren't liars. Um, they are loyal to feminine energy and which is emotion, which is the weather patterns and it fucking changes. Right. So they're not lying ever. They're just, you know, complete feeling completely different, which seems very strange to a guy with a lot of masculine energy. It's not like you're going to wake up the next day and suddenly want to go run in fucking fields of sunflowers. Right. <laughs> this is just never going to happen. Um, but one day a girl might want to do that. And the next day she might want to like jam a book and write like 30 paragraphs and, or 30 pages. And, and that's totally normal. Um, and the more feminine a girl is, the more like a liar she'll seem. Um, but you know, they are, women are not, um, you can't hold them loyal to their word because their word could literally mean something else the next day. And you can, you can even say, well, you said this and they'll be like, yeah, but it meant that yesterday. It means this today. And you're like, well, how could it mean something else? You said the chair is pink. Like, well, yeah, I mean, it was pink yesterday, but now like when I look at it, it's, it's, uh, I don't know, purple with rainbows. And that's true <laughs> because, you know, it, it, it's, uh, that's just the difference. So, you know, don't hold the feminine to their word. Like you'd hold a man to his word, you know? Um, and one, th one problem that I kind of encountered with a lot of the training I did, like landmark, for example, it's a very masculine sort of training. It's like integrity, keeping your word, doing things on time, being structured is very much like get stuff done point A to point B. Um, and after I did it for a long time, I realized that, you know, it wasn't really serving me because I was now treating everyone like, you know, a robot in a sense. Um, and that could have been my own misinterpretation. So I'm not meaning to dog on that by any means, but, um, you know, you always have to, I, I feel the real awesome thing about um, looking in terms of masculine and feminine does a really good job of creating that container to understand the feminine. Right. Um, you'll always want other women, I think. And any guy who says he doesn't is probably just fearful of that part of his masculine energy. He, uh, you know, he, he, he's ashamed of that. So he won't admit it, but it's, it's normal. It's natural to want other women to want to just witness that beauty. Right. And whether that means sticking your dick in it or not is a choice you get to make. 
And if you are going to stick your dick in lots of them, then you need to be really good at dealing with crazy, crazy weather patterns, right? Uh, and that comes from a lot of experience. It comes from being around other guys who can, you know, help you to think clearly. It's really hard to steer a ship through a fucking tornado, right? Because you're just spinning around, right? You have no idea what has happened. I'm disoriented. They'll, they'll throw crazy shit your way. Like, you'll be talking and you'll be like, oh, I'm getting somewhere. And then there's this, what the fuck? <laughs> right? So um, it takes a lot of a lot of practice. It takes uh, a lot of help from other masculine energy. Um, you know, not everyone has to do that. I certainly encourage it in the group because if you really, really want to, um, you know, understand women and be able to create whatever relationship you want, then it's really good to test yourself and go through the trials and tribulations of, you know, surrounding yourself with a ton of feminine energy. Yeah, you, and you want to talk about like open relationships and not getting manipulated. Uh, that that's where they test you the hardest. Like, oh, and if you're trying to do open relationships, uh, your frame needs to be rock, rock solid because they will try to test that over and over again. And if, if you by any stretch, uh, waver a little bit, give, give, um, her too much boyfriendy or you try to, you go too boyfriendy with it, they will, they will crush you. And, and it's like, <clears throat> what I find funny about that is because they're doing it because maybe essentially they do like you like a lot. And so they want to make you exclusive. But the minute you get exclusive at that point, they really won't like you anymore. Like subconsciously because you wavered so hard. Like you said you were going to do something and then you didn't stick with it. Right. And so then you wavered down. If and, you were, if you were initially saying you want, yeah, you initially say it. And then if you change your mind later, right. If you, if you change your mind later down the road, like if you start a relationship as open and you want to then make it exclusive and, or maybe have it go back to open later, you can do that too. You just have to be very clear with why you're doing it and make sure that's in line with your purpose and in line with, you know, what's happening in the relationship at the moment. But if you just do it for her, right, that's, that's not going to end well in your favor. Know what you want in a woman. Like I said, the more, the more masculine you are, the more feminine of a woman you're going to want. We, as a masculine guy, and I think as American guys, maybe especially, we get frustrated by really feminine energy, like really frustrated. And like, we want to solve stuff. We want shit to just be easy. Like we want to do that. But the thing is, is then when we get that, like in a relationship, like you, you maybe get a girl that, that has that, um, you really like aren't really that attracted to her. So it's like you really are attracted to that feminine. So it's really having to be able to deal with that. Um, and I think that people can say all day, like I'm like when I was before, like I did the, you know, masculine for energy push where I was doing all this work with it. Um, I always said that that's what I wanted. And then you get a relationship that way with a, with a chick that's not so feminine. And it's just, it really, it's just the fire. It just isn't there, Yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's important. Totally. Yeah. You, you'll be bored. You'll be really bored. And what I mentioned earlier, if you try to turn a feminine, really feminine girl and you try to mold her away from what she is and try to get her to be like, you know, on time and do the things that you want her to do and follow this specific path, um, you'll kill that thing that you liked about her and it never gets easier. So stop hoping that it does. Life never gets easier. Life never gets more fun. Women never get easier. Women never get easier to deal with or less crazy. 
Um, so you have to enjoy, enjoy the ride. Really. You have to be like, wow, this is, you know, if she can be like this and it means she can be like this and that's awesome. Um, and, uh, I think that's, that was like the biggest thing I took away because so much of our culture is about getting somewhere that consumerism that we're all kind of brainwashed into in the West that I talked about yesterday. Like, you know, if you want to get into real conspiracy theories and shit like that, which I always entertain because a lot of them make sense, but there's one out there that says, you know, there's a, a family, there's like a hundred of the richest families in the world and they are trying to, you know, basically get all the countries to join this big global alliance and promote insane consumerism where they're at the top, they're making all the money. So they have all the freedom and everyone else is just working, paying taxes, falling in line, doing what they're supposed to do. And they're in control. You know, the few will always try to control the many. It's just what's always going to happen. So if you go with the herd, you're going to end up like the herd, which is in a bad spot. Um, Anything else? From either one of you guys? Or anyone questions? Let me see if I covered everything. Oh, that's about it. Um, so really try to, uh, you know, read the book. Read the fucking book. It's great. Um, I mean, if you if you do what most people do, if you do what pop culture and society tells you to do, especially Western society, um you will, yeah, all of your relationships will end up with you being the bitch and uh, them being the, the horrible, miserable cunt. And they're just going to keep doing it again. And it perpetuates women are cunts and they're, they're money hungry and they're gold diggers, which they're not. It's just a bunch of guys who are fucking pussies, which let them do that. And the women aren't happy. Most women that are crazy, most women that are bitches are that way because the guy made them that way. Like a hundred percent. Like I, I never believed that before. I always kind of thought like, oh, these girls are just crazy, blah, blah, blah. But then after, you know, you, you read this book, you maybe take a, like a more objective view about it. You really just see like the guy puts them in this position. Like they really do. Um, they let it, they let them get whatever they want. It's like, if you were the girl, you do the same thing. You really would. So if you really stand tall with that masculine energy, your relationships are just so much better. Just so much better. All right. Well, I think that covers it. Um, The other thing that's kind of cool about this, too, is I read this book a few years ago and I've been kind of following Robbie's perspective on it since then. And hearing all this stuff now for me seems pretty intuitive. It sounds kind of like a refresher of things I have heard before. So obviously I'm hearing it in a new way and picking up new insights. But it's really something that I've kind of lived my life by. And like Corey said, it's really changed all my relationships. And I kind of joke that I'm not attracted to girls if they're not crazy. So I'm saying that a little bit facetiously. But at the same time, I know that that excitement and and that feminine energy is really something that I need to have. Um, and understanding this stuff, I can create my relationships based around what I know is actually going to make me happy versus what society tells us is going to make you happy or what other people want you to, to have for their own motivations that aren't really about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is hopefully just cementing what you guys already know and maybe putting it in a way that is a little bit easier to understand. Thanks for listening. If you want more, go to innerconfidence.com and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for the latest episodes.